Let me give you a, a new advisement on, on the horns. When you, when, and we're not trying to control you. We don't mean it, but some of you are trying to speak in tongues with your horn. Like, bah, 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 bah. So if you could give us like three or four and no more, three, four, no more, because and, and, it, it does kind of hinder folks from hearing that want to hear. So just help us out. We're family, right? Wow, family. So... Uh, Family has to cooperate, and the big brother can't aggravate the little sister. The little sister can't pick on the big brother and, and then say, he hit me. So we just all work together. Today we do want to remember, today is uh, we're celebrating Memorial Day honor. Uh, it's always observed the last Monday of May, which is tomorrow, and we're honoring the 645,000 men and women who have died while serving in the United States military and I think today it'd be very appropriate to honor and give a shout out and a thanks and prayer for those that are frontline folks that are taking care of us, that doctors, nurses, uh, uh, paramedics, fire department, all those first responders. We had an incident here Wednesday. It'd take too long to tell you right now, but we had the fire department here Wednesday. It was our first night to open up for service and uh, we didn't have a fire, thank the Lord, but we had a, a new heat unit that was burning the oil off the, the uh, heat exchange and it smoked the entire uh, uh, fellowship hall up. But we didn't know if it was a fire or what, so the fire department had to come and that happened about an hour or so just before we opened up. I said, wow, grand opening on Wednesday night and we attract all this attention. But here's what was cool about it, some of it. Uh, the first person to get here was from the fire department. He lives in this neighborhood and in talking to him, he said, yeah, we just live streamed your service last Sunday. Praise God. So it was great to make a contact, contact with them. So Sylvia, as you pray, uh, we'll just uh, pray for that too. Uh, our ushers, again, if you have not received an envelope, if you turn your emergency flashers on and leave them on until they serve you, they'll come and serve you during this time too. But let's blow the shofar, and then we're going to pray.
Lord, we welcome your presence on this property and in this neighborhood. And we say, kingdom of God come, will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. We invite your angelic host on this property and we declare your will be done today. We step back and say, Holy Spirit, step forward, have your way, have your reign. And Father, we bless all of our essential workers. We bless all of our military. We bless all of those who have served so we can be free. And we thank you for them. And we just pray God encounters over them. And we pray a God encounter over everyone here in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, again, you have the freedom to get out of your car, but let me encourage you, stand in front of your vehicle that makes sure you're socially distanced we still want to comply with those uh, regulations there but you're free to stand out uh, of your car but stand in front of your car and let's worship the lord come on let's worship the lord today hallelujah
our dancing celebration. We are a dancing generation, a shouting generation, celebrating the mercy of our God, celebrating the glory of our God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. There's no God like you. We worship.
pray that prayer. Father, every wall come down in my life, my heart, my mind. Every wall come down now. Listen, God is, the Holy Spirit is here right now permeating not just this parking lot, this atmosphere, you. You're the vessel, you're the carrier, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as we go into the season of Pentecost from Passover, traveling forward to Pentecost, the actual day that we celebrate Pentecost is next Sunday, but I'm of the opinion Pentecost is not just a day. It is a feast of the Lord, but it's not just a week or a day or 50 days. It is a lifestyle of a relationship of being reconciled to Father God through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So right now, would you just pray? Lord, whatever walls that are in me, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I tear them down. And Father, I open the door this morning to my heart, my soul, my spirit person. And I say, come Lord, come Jesus. Apply a fresh application of the blood. Holy Spirit, I seek and I ask you, I hunger and I thirst for righteousness and your word promises me that I can be, will be filled today, Father. I believe you for that. You may not have come here expecting much. You may have come here expecting or needing a lot. But the Holy Spirit is here. He promised us last night that he was going to be here today. There was a Holy Spirit outbreak last night and Saturday soaking and we had about 30 people, I think it was. But we called them up for prayer. And many of them were touched and refilled. And I just want to encourage you, if you're a, a long time advocate of being filled with the Holy Spirit and it's not new to you, you understand that. But I want to encourage you today. <laughs> there is a fresh infilling and refilling for you. And I just encourage you today, don't let the enemy or yourself, your mind think you have it all already because there's a freshness of the Holy Spirit. There's a new oil, there's a new wine that the Holy Spirit is wanting to pour out and refill us in this day and this hour. And those of you today that you've never had that experience of being infilled or baptized with the Holy Spirit, you may be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. He may be your savior but you've never experienced a baptism or infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit today. Expect. You say, well, I don't know what to expect, Pastor Russell. Just have an open heart. Just worship him. Love him. He'll do the rest. You just say to him, Lord, whatever you have for me, I want all you have for me, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Come on, let's give him a shout. Praise unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. He's awesome and he's powerful and good to us today. I think our ushers, if you happen to do need a giving envelope, if you turn your emergency flashers on, they can come serve you with a giving envelope. And as you know, as we leave the property today, the three exits, you can give there in the, the usher that's there 
actually the pastors uh, I think the pastor's council is serving us in that way thank you those of you that are doing that thank all of you on the grounds and up here I, I don't know if you realize this but it's for the Lord we're doing it but this is a lot of work and I want you to thank those that are up here that do this every Sunday for eight weeks today now that that uh, they've, they've come out here early set all this up have to break it down put it all up I want you to give them a thanks today would you do that I probably have the easier part, just come up here and do what I do. But if it wasn't for them, none of us would be able to enjoy this. Let me just say, uh, I mentioned it earlier briefly and talked to some of you individually. It's so much fun to visit you in your cars when you come, those of you that come early and just touching base with you and giving you a fist bump and just talking to you, see how you do. Just being able to see your face close up, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, as far as what President Trump said, churches can open, should open, must open, and our governor, our governor will speak. Uh, he's changed his uh, daily, not daily, but he's changed his, his updates to Tuesday and Thursday, so our staff will be listening this week. Um, what would limit us from opening just full-blown is the, the several things, workers feeling comfortable coming back and working with our children and then parents of children protecting their children. We don't know how many will come back or be willing to come back. So we're going to evaluate it this week. And whatever our decision is, we will be in touch with you multiple ways. So pay attention to the mobile app. Pay attention to the website. I do the one call. Please don't call Esther and say, what? The church called me. Who is that? It's me. I'm calling you to give you information. So uh, if you have an answering machine or some kind of device that receives a message, voicemail, listen to that. And uh, it's me giving you instructions what we're going to be doing. So we'll do our best to update you as early as we can during the week. So, Because we've already announced that we'd be here this morning. So here we are. Praise God. God's good. Let me encourage you. If you have a, if you have a mobile device such as a, a smartphone, Android, God help you, or iPhone. Just, just joking. I'm just, pay, JR paid me to say that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But uh, if you have a mobile device, that is the best way best way to find out the information if you don't know how to do that ask the six-year-old or maybe even the teenager in your house or your neighborhood they can hook you up with a mobile app get it on your phone your ipad or your, your pad or whatever that's the best way that you can connect with us we do do it through the website and as i said the one call and uh, other ways like that that we try to connect with you i want to encourage you i don't know how well the camera can pick it up as jr can zoom in on this but on your mobile app, there are banners. What the banners are, they, they're announcements. They scroll through the announcements. It's either the second or the third one. You're going to find this. It's getting kind of damp up here. It says it's a, a, a banner, how the COVID-19 crisis of, uh, affected you. It is a survey from us for you to tap on that and do the assessment. It's 27 questions. It'll just take you less than 10 minutes. Uh, you know, some of you got to think through a little bit, but it's a way that you can talk to us. We want to find out we're not reporting it to anybody else. We're not using it for any other reason other than to just find out how you're doing. It asks you, uh, how are you doing through the financial part of COVID-19? Do you need help? Are you doing okay physically, emotionally? Uh, what are you doing to, to make it through it? And then we have some, I think it's seven uh, questions directly from us. 
that uh, ask you about your attendance and how you're viewing things and how it's going for you, what kind of job we're doing to serve you during this time. Please take that survey. Let us hear from you. And uh, the best way to do it, again, is your mobile app. And that will help us to uh, hear from you. And uh, we've got until, I think it's tomorrow for this period. It's set on the time period. We started it Friday, I believe it was. And so we have Friday, Saturday, and today, and then into tomorrow. So do that. We're not going to do it every week. We may do it twice a month. Uh, if we get back in the building, we won't have to do it anymore. So anyway, praise God for that. Wednesday night, we are open Wednesday night, 715, in the building. Pastor Rush, amen. Pastor Rush has his class, and uh, I have the sanctuary class. Uh, uh, last week, we didn't have a, a huge crowd. We thank the Lord for who we had, and we're 52, I'm told, from behind me, and we're still live streaming. When we go back to get in the building, we will continue live streaming Wednesday and Sunday. So uh, we're just hoping some of you or all of you will come back in the building with us and not choose rather to watch live stream. We realize some folks watched live stream before COVID-19 because you could not get out of the house. But we hope that you'll not like live streaming in your pajamas, drinking your coffee, eating your uh, Dunkin' Donuts or whatever breakfast uh, that you won't come back and join together. Because the Bible does say... Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is, especially as you see the last days approaching. We need each other, don't we? And it's, it's just good today that we can, we can get out of the car and, and, and kind of be out in the atmosphere. You know, it's kind of cool and damp out here again. Praise God. Praise God we're just able to be here today. Um, so uh, let me just say this, and I want to get to the message. Um, we're trying to keep this within close to an hour because we realize we don't have restroom facilities open. And some of you already have drank too much coffee. So anyway, we're trying to help you out with that. And uh, so if you're on the property, uh, what we want you to do is go to that mobile app. And there is a, um, oh boy, I lost, a, lost the word there. There is a, submission form so if you're a guest for the first time today we, we got to meet uh, a couple today coming and joining us for the first time there may be some of the others that are here today for the first time we welcome you come on let's welcome them with a horn honk amen but what we need you to do is go to that app the wow app and then go to that there we go now we go it's the second banner it says welcome response card. If you'll tap that, if you're a first time guest, if you'll tap that and just fill it in for us. And then at the end of that, hit submit. We have a record of your uh, being with us. We just want to contact you and uh, say hello to you. And I want, the, I want the ushers, if you would, I think the basket's up here with the packets. At this time, if you are a, no, let's not do that. That's, we're going to do that closing. Sorry, ushers, I'm getting out ahead of myself. But if you're watching online, live streaming, what we want you to do is go to that app, that uh, website or that app site, and go to that second banner, the welcome response card. Fill that out. Let us know you're watching, you're with us live streaming, and we will send you the guest packet, okay? We're going to send it to you in the mail this week and get it to you. Those of you that are on the property, if you would fill that out, you will get the packet in just a little bit after I finish my message, and the ushers will bring that to you. Amen. Okay. I think I got everything on my ducks in a row. This is, we're trying to keep the announcements to a minimum and uh, not overtax you with that. Again, you can go on the web and the app and find out all the things that we are able to do during this time. 
and uh, which is still a lot of things. So praise God for that. I'm taking a diversion today from the Beatitudes message. Today would have been, blessed are the pure in spirit, in heart, for they shall see God. But I felt like this, we are the week before Pentecost, and all of the prophetic voices are telling us that just as God had a blueprint in the original Exodus back there in Israel coming out of Egypt, and there was a blueprint there that they were told, go into your homes and don't come out, roast the lamb, the perfect lamb, shed its blood, put its blood on the door covering and the door lintel, and stay sequestered so the plague will pass over you. That was the original found in Exodus. And we know that God led his people out from that. Well, the prophetic voices, even before 2020 came in 2019, some of the prophetic voices in America, one in particular, Chuck Pierce, the Lord showed him that in 2020, during Passover, you will be in a real Passover. I've already mentioned that before. And sure enough, that's what happened during the Passover. Uh, we were sequestered in our homes. We were told not to come out, stay home, stay safe. And it was during that exact time of Passover. And us that were the people of God, we were trusting in the blood of Jesus to protect us and keep us from a plague. So, just as that original blueprint was set forward back in Exodus, we were going through it in 2020. Now, here's what the prophetic voices are saying to us. Just as God had a blueprint then for the Exodus, 50 days later comes the Pentecost. So they are believing and they are telling us that they are expecting, anticipating from the Lord, just as that blueprint, that pattern was real then, we're going to experience a same outpouring of the Holy Spirit of the original day of Pentecost that we find in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and chapter 2. So I am believing for you, for me, a fresh outpouring of God's Holy Spirit during this season of Pentecost. Anybody with me this morning? I don't know how people respond on live stream. I guess they can message us and please do that. But that's our prayer. That's our agreement. These are reliable prophetic voices. I know they're human beings. They're men and women. But these are seasoned people that God speaks to. And mo more than most of the time, it's, it's a time factor but their prophecies, these are seasoned prophets, that their prophecies have come to pass. I, God knows we need another outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And if you'll remember on Wednesday night in 2019, I don't remember the month, but Dr. Nico from Indonesia, who we know personally, and Tommy Smith uh, had it to where he could come here. That's been his message for over two years, is there will be a third Pentecost. Can you and I believe that this is a time, this is a season, this is a period that we're going to experience that third Pentecost to revive us, to revive the church, to empower us, to once again fulfill the great commission that the Lord left us here to do. He saved you and left you here for a reason. Amen. So in saying all that, I said, Lord, what do you want for this Sunday, pre-Pentecost Sunday? I could have gone through the Beatitudes, like I said. I, I, I studied my material, and it just didn't. If you're a preacher here this morning or listening, you just know. You know when something feels right, and you know when something just doesn't click in your spirit. And it just the Beatitude message just wasn't clicking. 
And you know, by Thursday, if I don't have a thought, if I don't have a scripture, if I don't have a direction, me and my humanness, I start getting kind of like, okay, God, Sunday's coming. You know what that's like, Brother Queen? Sunday's coming. And I said, but Lord, you know, I've learned through the years, Lord, you know, if I'll just fellowship with you, you're going to download something into me. And, and sure enough, yesterday morning, I, I went to bed Friday night. I said, okay, God. I said, this thing's about you and about glorifying you. And you know my heart. I don't feel good about the Beatitudes message. I said, so what's on your mind? What's on your heart for your people here today? And yesterday morning, before you, you know, before you really, really wake up, wake up, you're kind of starting to wake up. The Lord just spoke to me. I'm not real good at titles. I don't like titles. But the Lord spoke to me about a title. So simple. And just I kind of saw the Holy Spirit just boom, boom, boom. Give an outline of a message. I said, that's it. And I said, you know, it's 6.30 Saturday morning. I said, I better get up right now. And I better deal with it. And I better let the Lord talk it out to me. So I got up. And this is it. So simple. You could overlook it. It's so simple. But today I want to talk to you about Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and you. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and you. And when we talk about Jesus, I want to talk to you about the purpose of His coming. And everybody says, oh, I know, I understand the purpose of Jesus' coming. He came as Savior. He came as Redeemer of man. Yes, those were His very words in Matthew 18, 11. He spoke many times, but Matthew 18, 11, for the, He said this Himself, about Himself, for the Son of Man, here's why He came, has come to save that which was lost. So simple. So profound, he came to save that which was lost. That which was lost in the garden as man rebelled and chose against God's word. Yeshua, Jesus came. He was sent on a mission. Jesus is a missionary. He was sent on a mission from heaven by Heavenly Father, our Creator, who God the Father loved you so much, he refused to allow sin and Satan to steal us away from him. Praise his name. And then Jesus, Jesus said this in John 10, 10, the thief who is the devil, the enemy, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But he said this about himself, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus doesn't want to have you, want you to have life that you just make it through. He wants you to have an abundant life of salvation, of joy, of blessing, of fulfillment, of completion, of destiny, of why he created you and put you and allowed you to be on planet earth. And then he said, Jesus said this in Matthew 24, 28, describing why he came and his purpose. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. When you look at that word ransom, it just very simply means ransom is the price paid to free someone from slavery or bondage. Boy, that go, that'll go a long way. But that'll preach this morning just in itself. Jesus came. His whole purpose, his whole mission was to ransom, redeem, which means to buy you back. Uh, mankind from a life of slavery uh, that was we were enslaved to sin and the powers of darkness. Ransom is the act of obtaining someone else's release and pardon. Somebody pays the price for somebody else to see their release, their pardon. The purpose of Jesus, and I just want to declare it in this atmosphere this morning. You already know it in your head, but I want to declare it this morning in this atmosphere, in this neighborhood, and over this region. That the purpose of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, having to come as a human being, was to become the sin offering that would pay the debt of offense for the rebellion of mankind against God. 
We couldn't pay the debt because it required someone who was righteous in right standing with God, which mankind had lost that righteous standing with God. We fell into sin and rebellion. But Jesus fulfilled all righteousness, the scripture tells us. So he was the one who became qualified to become the sacrificial offering on our behalf. I want to take a minute and just praise God for that. This was Jesus Christ's mission. To live a righteous life and to set the example of what could have been in Adam and would be after the Lord set the record straight for us. We can now live that righteous, godly life. I said that, taught you that a couple of weeks ago. The second piece of Jesus' mission was to become the sacrificial lamb, sacrificed or killed on our behalf. Another part of Jesus' mission was to redeem us, to buy us back, buy us back from the powers of darkness, which Adam and Eve had sold us out in a way uh, to Satan and to the world, to redeem us and ransom, ransom us. He paid the price himself for us to come out of slavery to sin and darkness. And then the third element of Jesus' mission on earth was to restore our relationship to the Father God. Jesus said, you cannot come into the Father except you come through me. Just read that this morning in the Gospel of John. And then in John chapter 20, this is the post-resurrection Jesus, after his resurrection. John chapter 20, verses 19, 22. So when it was evening on that day, on the day of his resurrection, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came, stood in their midst, and said to them, Peace be with you. Wow. He showed them his hands and his side, and disciples, the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father, listen to these words of Jesus, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. That is powerful. Just as God the Father sent Jesus with the message of the gospel of the good news of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, as the Father sent me to preach, to declare, to proclaim the gospel of the good news of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, so now send I you. That applies to us today. But that's not all. And here's where I really want to go to this morning. And after Jesus had said that, he gave them, he gave them their marching orders. He gave, the, gave them their mission. He passed the mission that he had on to all of us as his followers, his disciples. But then Jesus did this act. He breathed on them, and then he spoke these words to them. And here's the words. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus say that to them? The Holy Spirit, the presence of God, is what Adam and Eve lost in the garden when they rebelled. They lost the presence. Yes, they began to die physically. They lived 960-something uh, earthly years, but they immediately lost the connection, the spiritual presence of God, to where they were put out of the garden and had to start making sacrifices. God made the first sacrifice, clothed them with the skins. Well, an animal had to die for them to be clothed with those skins. Blood had to be shed. Proverbs, listen to Proverbs 20, 27. talks about our spirit. The spirit of man, that's a small s, the spirit. The spirit of man, that spirit that's in you because you being created in the image of God. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Well, what do you do with a candle? A candle's not effective or any good until you light the candle. Now they have battery-powered candles, but the real candle, you've got to put them fire to the candle and you have to light the candle. So our spirit that God puts in us, it's the candle of the Lord. 
and it searches all the innermost parts of our being. One translation says belly, which is your womb, your bosom, or the most innermost part of you. Then Psalm 18, 28 says this, says, you light my lamp. Jesus lights your lamp. He's the one that gives you life. He lights your lamp. The Lord my God illumines my darkness. It's the Spirit, the presence of God that brings us out of darkness into the light of His dear Son. It's the Spirit of God that spoke out of chaos and void in the, in the, in the creation and brought forth order. It's the Spirit of God that brings light, that brings life to us. That word receive, I love it when I studied that word years ago and looked it up again. Receive simply from the dictionary, it's to act as a reciprocal or a container for. So in order for you to receive, you have to become a receptacle or a container to be able to receive something. Receive also means to permit, to enter, to welcome, or to greet. When we receive you into the building, we welcome you. We greet you into the building. That's why we have greeters to receive you, to let you come in. You're a receptacle. We want you to come in. It also simply means to take. Now, this morning on this table, you can't see all this. It may be inside. We, this, is why, this is how you're hearing today this message in the parking lot. We purchased an FM transmitter. Now, before it can transmit, it has to receive. It's plugged into the soundboard and everything else JR's got it configured to do. But this FM transmitter today is a piece of equipment used to broadcast sound to your vehicle or to you that are listening live streaming. And it, it, it has to receive a signal to be able to transmit sound to your ear today. It's a receiver. It's a receptacle. That's what it's called. AM receiver. And it also transmits. Jesus Breathing on those disciples in John 20 as the Lord God himself breathed upon Adam in the garden and gave into him the breath of life and he became a living soul. Jesus, in breathing on them, what did he do? He said, receive ye what? Take what? The Holy Spirit. Take back that part that originally belonged to mankind, that mankind lost through sin. Take that back as your own original equipment, your own original blessing, your own original connection with Father God. I thought I'd get an amen there. <laughs> In breathing on them, Jesus was saying, be reconciled back to the Father and be instructed, receive, take, allow to enter into you. The spirit of the living God that will bring light to you. That will bring life to you. That will bring empowerment to you. That will bring fellowship to you. Which was intended for mankind in the beginning with the Lord. Then the resurrected Jesus instructed those disciples back then. Not to leave Jerusalem. But to wait for the promise that the Father had spoken to them about. Jesus spoke about the promise of the Father in chapter 14 and 16 of the Gospel of John. The, the promise that John the baptizer said Jesus would do for them. I don't know if any of you have caught this, but when, when people ask John the baptizer about Jesus, he said, I, John, baptize you with water for the repentance of sin. But there's, <laughs> there's coming one after me who I'm not worthy. John said, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. I'm not unworthy to unloose the latchets on his sandals. And he will come and he'll go, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Matthew 3.11. Those were John the Baptist's words. John said, I'm baptizing you to the repentance of sin. 
but there's coming one, the Lamb of God is coming. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. Now, I don't want anybody, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, so maybe I just got to calm down a little bit because I'm so desirous to get to the other parts of this message. What Jesus tells his disciples to do, don't leave Jerusalem where you are now until you've received this promise that the Father spoke through John the Baptist and then Jesus' words himself. When we get to Acts chapter 1, Luke is recording Jesus' words. In Acts 1, 4, and 5, Jesus gathered them together. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, the Holy Spirit, which he said, you've heard from me, for John baptized with water. Here's Jesus quoting that incident again. John baptized with water, but these are the words of Jesus, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus was in touch with the Father. Yeshua was in touch with the priest, with the blueprint, with the pattern of God. He knew the Passover had just happened. He knew 50 days later Pentecost would come. On that day that we see in Acts chapter 2, that verse that says in Acts 2, 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost had come, 50 days after Passover, which Yeshua and God the Father knew about. It was a pattern. It was a blueprint of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, 120 of them. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise, like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire. You see, there's that fulfillment of fire. John said he's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Come at tongues of fire distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. Now I want you to hear this next verse. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord, is for every human being that is alive on planet Earth. Thank God. It's God's, not God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God has made provision for every human being, no matter what their gender, no matter where you came from, no matter what level you live on, economically, politically, socially, morally, the, the salvation is available to us through Jesus Yeshua. Thank God. But he also goes on to say, <laughs> he also goes on to say about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. How many of you like promises from people that fulfill it? Well, God's given you promises, and God of all people is going to fulfill his promises. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That means everybody who's a child of God, who's a follower of Jesus Christ, who's a disciple of Christ, you are eligible. You are eligible candidate to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You receive Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life so you'll be with God through eternity. You receive the Holy Spirit so that you can be empowered and your relationship is deepened and quickened with the Lord. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's what happened. They began to speak with other tongues. Now, a lot of people find a, a version to people that pray in tongues. I'm a tongue talker. Listen, I can't handle English too well. And I sure don't know foreign language. I know enough Spanish to get myself in trouble. But I don't do a lot of languages. I, I tried to study them, but it just didn't work for me. But anyway, when I pray in tongues, and you come too late to tell me it's not real today, because the Lord filled me when I was on my bed in Bible college all by myself with nobody around to influence me in or out of it, reason me out of it or talk me into anything or touch me or do my chin or jaw or nothing. And those of you that are old-time Pentecost, you know what I mean when I'm saying that, that. The Holy Ghost doesn't need any help. 
When you open up your heart and your spirit to the Lord, He knows. The Lord knows when you really are hungry for Him. The Lord knows when, you need, when you're doing business with Him. The Lord knows when you're honest with Him. The Lord knows when you're hungry for Him. He is going to fill you with His promise. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them promise. Now, this Saturday at 4 p.m., we're going to do Holy Spirit Q&A Day, question and answer day, 4 o'clock here in the sanctuary. We'll talk about more about tongues, its purpose and meaning and value. I can't go into that today. That's not the heart of my message. You say, well, talk to us about that. We will on Saturday at 4 o'clock. So register online and uh, show up 4 o'clock Saturday, and you can ask your questions. And we're going to teach a little bit, and then we're going to have an impartation service and pray for you. Now, that's why Jesus came. I just told you why Jesus came. To reconnect us, to be the Lamb of God, shed His blood, so that we could be saved, born again, regenerated, come back into the Father's house, the kingdom of God. But what about the Holy Spirit? What is His ministry to you as a believer, a born-again believer and follower of Jesus Christ? What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus said in John 14, uh, 16, 17, Jesus told them, I'm going to ask the Father, and He's going to give you another helper that he may be with you forever. This helper will be with you forever. He described the helper as a spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he, he abides with you. And here's the even better news, and will be in you. Jesus said he's with you now, but there's coming a time on this day of Pentecost, he's going to be in you. That word that Jesus used to describe the Holy Spirit, another helper, it comes from the Greek word which means paras elokletos, and it means one just like. The Holy Spirit is one just like Jesus. You see, God, there's God the Father, there's God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All, of them, all three of them work in unity as one, which we call Trinity, tri-unity, three in unity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all of them have a working, an aspect of our salvation and our eternal life and our relationship with the Lord. Jesus was the Lamb of God who gave His life, shed His blood to reconnect us with the Father and made it possible. Then He came and He spoke to them and He breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit, take back, receive again what the Father had meant for you to have in the origin in the garden, that close relationship with Him, that empowerment with Him. Because what was the assignment of God to mankind in the garden? To the earth, rule and reign over the earth. That was God's assignment. Amen? Anybody know that? Genesis 1.28. So he said this one just like me is going to come. And Jesus used words to describe him. He said he's the spirit of truth. And Jesus said, I must leave. I must go away so that the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father can come and be with believers. Because the Holy Spirit's going to be with us all the time in all places all at once. No limitations. When Jesus was here in the human body as a human man, person, he could only be in Jerusalem and he couldn't be in Samaria at the same time. So Jesus left so the Holy Spirit, who's omnipresent, the omnipresence of God, could be everywhere all at once, helping every believer simultaneously. You didn't have to stand in line like Walmart, Sam's, Trader Joe's, or wherever you've had to go. You don't have to stand in line with God. The Holy Spirit gives us access to the Lord all the time. And Jesus also said he's going to abide with you and be in you forever. 
He's going to teach you, bring remembrance to you, Jesus' words. He's going to guide you in all situations. He's going to comfort you and bring peace into your life. And then in John 16, Jesus said more about the Holy Spirit's ministry. He said in verse 8, he's going to convict the world concerning sin and righteousness. Sin and Convicting of sin and righteousness, it's like the car battery that's in your vehicle today. You've got a negative post, you've got a positive post. You, got, you must have both of them for your car to be able to start and have the power to be transmitted to the starter and all the mechanical parts that your car will run. Some of you uh, sitting here not running your car or running your lights or running your radio.
they begin to preach the gospel and, and begin to see people saved and born again, delivered from demons, delivered from oppressions, delivered from addictions, delivered from a, a sinful lifestyle, their world started turning right side up, not upside down. The Lord wants to use you and I to help deliver the gospel message in power and love and anointing so that people's lives The messed up life will get right side up. Message. That's the message Jesus came telling. That's the message Jesus came. He said, as the Father sent me to tell that message, even so now, I send you. The world around you and I right now needs you and I to be saved, rooted, anchored, grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit's power to demonstrate, to demonstrate, to prove, to manifest that there is a living, resurrected Jesus Christ so that they can have hope and they can know that there is a God. There is a God who saves, delivers, heals, and makes life worth living now. The Holy Spirit has come. He is here today. He is here right now. He wants to restore you to doing the truth. He wants to comfort you fortifying you through your life's challenges. He wants to empower you to live an overcoming life. He wants to overflow from your life in order to affect a righteous transformation in the world that's around you and you're in, involved in. This morning I want to ask you, if you want to receive, as Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you want a fresh infilling, a new impartation, if you, for the first time you've ever had this, you're born again, and if you're not sure you're born again, we can help you with that. Our altar workers are coming. I want them to get out of their cars now, the altar workers, and be ready to come and minister to you. Oh, yeah, we're, hey, if we can have 50% in here, we can do it out here. The earth is the, the, earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. There's no difference between in here and out here to God. So I want you to as an altar worker. James Ruffin was getting in contact with you last night. I want you to know, altar worker. Get out of your car now. I want you to, I want you to be ready to help, folks. But here's the call to you today. If you're not saved, if you don't know that you're, if you were to die today, then you go to heaven for sure. You need Jesus today. And he is here to save you, to forgive you, to love you today. But if you're here today and you want a fresh infilling of God's Holy Spirit, or if you're here today and you, you say, Pastor, I've never had that experience. And I know there are people on this parking lot here this morning. You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You've never been given a prayer language. But I don't want to overemphasize the prayer language. We've done that too much. I know it's important. Those of you that are old-time Pentecost and Holy Spirit-filled people, please just hear what I'm saying in my heart. Tongues is a part of it. But the empowerment, the empowerment to change your life, to do is what the reason why you need the Holy Spirit. It'll take the fear out of your life. He'll take the struggling out of anxiety in your life. Things that have happened to you bad, the Holy Spirit can take that and just help you and, and heal you. you. You won't totally forget about it, but you'll begin to live in victory over it in Jesus' name. And I'm going to ask you today, if that's you and you want to receive the Holy Spirit, get out of your car. Step out of your car. The Lord's held the rain back. It's not too hot. A little cool. Step out of your car and just signify that. Lift up your hand. 
I know that's bold. I know that's putting you on the spot a little bit. But Jesus said to people, come, follow me. You have to make a choice to follow the Holy Spirit in their heart, in their life, to do all these things. Wait so they can see it. Thank you. God bless you, ma'am. Anybody else? Say, I want what Jesus has paid the price to give the promise of the Father. I want all that God has for me today. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to have it figured out. You just need to be hungry and open. Father, I pray, break every barrier, as you're saying, every wall. Every wall be broken, every barrier be here, intimidation. Maybe this is even a little extra step. I have to get out of the car. We break that off your people today, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lead us in that, and we're going to.